Hey everyone, welcome back. It's episode 302, and it is fitting that the number two is involved because it is our Modern Horizons 2 review. Here we are. Uh, Sean, how's it going? Good, good. Exciting set, to be sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, we know when they were talking about it that they made it more enticing to commander players by putting way more legendaries in it. <coughs> Uh, and they certainly did uh, more than normal. So we're going to we're going to get right to yeah. it. There's a lot of cards to talk about. We're going to talk about all the legendaries and we're just going to highlight some of the cards. Uh, we're going to keep that list short to not have this be like a two plus hour thing. But we're going to spend some time on all the commanders. So don't worry. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you to everyone listening. Uh, we love it. <laughs> Muchos gracias. Uh, if you want to help us out and you're like, hey, I like this show a lot. I want to see it grow. I want them to do more things. Head on over to patreon.com slash commandersbrew. That's a way to donate to the show. It's a way that you can support people creating things through that website, um, like us creating this podcast. But maybe you're like, I don't really got that kind of cash. I understand. You can just give us a like and a subscribe on YouTube or maybe a nice review on whatever podcast platform you use to listen to us. Uh, if you're going to buy magic cards anyway, go ahead and use our TCG player link. We get a little cut of everything you buy through there. Uh, if you are in Canada, however, we do have the best deal for you through the wizard tower. Let's hear an ad from them now. We're proud Canadian podcasters, and we're proud to be sponsored by one of Canada's premier card stores, the wizards tower, WizardTower.com. Canadian listeners get an exclusive coupon code brew strixhaven to get five percent off any order of singles shipped to you for free as long as you've ordered 15 dollars or more in singles and you can check out our deck list for this week's episode and other episodes we've done on their content site mtgcanada.com cabarol pen okay all right let's get right into it let's start talking about some of these cards from modern horizons 2 Sure, let's start with the monocolored legendaries. There are a handful of them. Um, we'll highlight Ave Progenitor Ooze first. Two green, 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 legendary ooze, two, two with Storm. They brought Storm back. Um, if Ave isn't legendary, Ave isn't legendary if it's a token, and that matters because Ave enters the battlefield with a plus one plus encounter on it for each other ooze you control. And the storm effect is that when you cast this, make a copy of it for each spell cast before at this turn. Copies become tokens. Uh, we're not going to go deep on this because we went super deep on our episode on Ave. So go have a listen to that if you really want to know how to break that down specifically or our Lost Cards episode to get a few creative angles on that. Yeah. Uh, episode yeah. 299. Check it out. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to one we haven't brewed and discussed at length. Uh, Thrasta, Tempest Roar. <coughs> Speaking of mono green storm, uh, 10 green green. For the legendary dinosaur, it's a 7-7. Seven, seven, and this spell costs three less to cast for each other spell cast this term, turn. This is why I mentioned Storm, because it's kind of like it has Storm in a mana-reducing sense. Uh, yeah. Then Thrasta has Trample in Haste. Trample over Planeswalkers, which is pretty interesting. Which means, because this is a new ability, this creature can deal excess combat damage to the controller of the Planeswalker it's attacking. Uh, then also says Thrasta Tempest Roar has hexproof for as long as it, as long as it entered the battlefield this turn, so we can't get 
you can't you can't target Thrasta the turn it it uh, it enters. I think trample over planeswalkers is just how trample should work. To be honest, I was thinking about that. Wouldn't that be interesting? It should because. They would become like creatures. There would be no drawback. The drawback now to attacking Planeswalkers is like, well, I've only got a huge creature. That Planeswalker has gotten a little bit of loyalty. I kind of want to do the damage to the person. But that's part of magic is that the blockers decide who blocks. It be- it'll be- it becomes a weird scenario where now the attacker is choosing true. who's blocking. <clears throat> that's true. Uh, so I'm, t- I'm torn on that. But I do think that this is a natural ability. And it should appear on more creatures for sure. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe not. That's just how trample shit works. But I hopefully they'll use this ability because it looks it looks fun and looks it, it's it's very simple. It's easy to grok, as they say, right? Yes, it's easy yes, to understand. Yes. You know exactly what that means when you say it, right? Um, other than that, um, I wouldn't really. I Thrasta as a commander personally. It's pretty straightforward, um, but certainly uh, a fun thing to have in dinosaur decks and. Sure. I mean, it's not really a great fo- like you didn't even have it in your plane in your mono green storm deck. Hey, no, because the deck we brewed with Eve, like uh, I, I didn't like. I don't want to cast a seven seven. I want free artifact. Yeah, creatures. it was. It, like, yeah, I don't exactly. want to pay. It was very two. specific in in its yeah. angle and its like aim of what to do. Yeah. You certainly could if you were going in a slightly different direction. So, so that's something to think about. Yeah, I, I yeah, you could see Thrasta show up in a couple of ninety nines. Yeah. Definitely. It's a good card, I think. Um, what's next? Ooh, Ragavan, Nimble Pilferer. An actual card of Ragavan instead of a token I that appears that. when Kari Zev attacks. So it's a legendary monkey pirate for a single red. It's a 2-1. Whenever Ragavan deals combat damage to a player, create a treasure token and exile the top card of that player's library until the end of turn, you may play that card. You may cast that card. Sorry, not play. So you can't do lands, but you can cast it. You just got a treasure, so that'll help you get other colors if you need access to a different color. And it has dash for one and a red, um, which feels very Ragavan. Like, that's what Ragavan does. It yeah. appears and disappears. It's so <laughs> it's so flavorful. Yeah. Um, currently going for $75. Yeah, this is the uh, most expensive card in the set. It's, I mean, I mean, this is clearly for like aggressive modern decks. It's pretty good for that, obviously. But as a commander player, like aggressive decks that deal regular damage that are not infect based are so challenging to brew. Uh, I can't, I mean, maybe you could get away with as a commander because it's a nice one mana ramp out of the command zone because, you you know, I play a mountain, attack you with Ragavan and now, oh no, it doesn't have haste though. Yeah, that's, a dash that's the one downside. I saw someone on Twitter go like, "Is Ragavan the best one drop ever?" And I, mean, I think there's, depend- a, there's a reasonable argument to be made that, that it could. That it's like uh, it's certainly certainly in the realm of aggressive one drops. Could it be the best? Yeah, you know, aggressive. I mean, Deathrite Shamans. I was just be thinking. To- I was like, there's a couple <laughs> cards that are one drops that are like that do other things. But if we're talking about aggressive, like attack in there, like it's. Is yeah. it better than Goblin Guide? I think that's where the question comes in. Monastery Swift Spear yeah. has to be. But that's all for other formats, obviously. In our yeah. in our format, um, I'll tell you what, I don't hate him as a commander of like a mono red treasures deck. I really don't. Sure. I think there's something to be said for that. Um for for Ragavan as as the commander of that deck. So Well, the fact that you get a treasure every hit, and if you can if you cast Ragavan on one, and then 
attack on two. You're at three mana, attack on three. There's still probably a player you can attack freely into at that point still. So you can probably get two or three treasures in before anyone can just put up a block or a a reasonable block. And don't forget, it's not just treasures. You also exile a card from the top of their library and you can cast it until it returns. Like it's got that pseudo card draw built in as well. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I think it's very interesting. I mean, that you'd be in mono red, so you'd have to pick the right deck to hit because it doesn't say you can cast it for any mana or anything like that. But anyways... Yeah, you'd, I, ha- you'd have to blow that treasure yeah, in a lot of cases. that's true. You'd have to use the treasure. Anyways, I think that this card is surprisingly viable in Commander. Uh, th- yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... Surprisingly uh, viable is a great <laughs> word. Yeah, it's way too expensive for what it is, but yeah. uh, for us, but, I, but yeah, it, hey, you know. Uh, I like Rockavan. I think it's a cool little card. Um, Next, we have Captain Ripley Vance. Talking about pirates. Uh, Two and a red for a legendary human pirate. So three, two. This this would be the Vance from uh, Vance's Blasting Cannons. Of course. Whenever you cast your third spell each turn, put a plus one, plus one counter on Captain Ripley Vance. Then it deals damage equal to its power to any target. So you know, there's a there's a there's a world where you uh, build around this ability. I think it's a cool ability. I think casting three spells a turn is is a um, is a real achievement unlock type of thing. Like if you want to do that multiple oh times, it's going to be tough. But it's not impossible. I am skeptical. It's not impossible. Um, it's not impossible. No, it's not impossible to build a whole deck to cast three spells a turn to do four damage to something. Yeah. So the idea, I think, would have to be you'd be wanting to try and build this card up to be i don't know some kind of mono red voltron something and then you're trying to cast three i don't know what you do but at that point just hit someone i know (laughs) like just attack i don't know i can't figure out how to make this card work as a commander in any reasonable way um in the 99 if i'm already doing like red blue super cheap spell stuff yeah maybe it get maybe it finds its way in the problem is there's that there's that three mana o3 that does a lightning bolt whenever you draw your second card. You know who loves... Which is way easier. You know who would be so good with this is Berkey. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, Berkey helps you get there for mana, but still doesn't help you... No, it doesn't help you draw the cards. Find stuff, three but, cards every turn. But I, there's something about this. I agree with you. I, I don't think you're wrong, but there's something about it that is interesting to me, and I would... I would be very like maybe it's better as a ninety nine thing, but anyways, I, I don't there's know. something interesting. Quite about frankly, it to me. third I like spell, the I'm insulted. Know, spell. I'm insulted. Like we <laughs> the we have a world where second spell matters, and that's already a little bit challenging. You might as well just say like, "Hey, here's a new commander. When you cast your seventh spell every turn, <laughs> you get an extra plus one plus one. It's like what well, you're just insulting me at this point. <laughs> um, yeah, and there's of course better burn spell commanders out there so anyways <laughs> uh I, you know uh, come back in a month and talk to me about this card <laughs> we'll okay see if I tried, i'm happy we'll to see if i tried to do anything with it okay google remind <laughs> me in one month to <laughs> see if captain ripley vents still sucks <laughs> <laughs> all right what's up next here Ooh, turok dread cantor uh like the hymn to turok mm. one in a black legendary human cleric two one uh, you've got Kicker for Black Black. Black Black is the cost of him to Turok. Uh, Turok has protection from white. Whenever an opponent discards a card, put a plus one plus one counter on this one. And when Turok enters the battlefield, 
if it was kicked, target opponent discards two cards at random. So him to Turok stapled to this card in kicker form. That's pretty neat. That is neat. Um... Him to Turok is... Oh, it's legal in Commander. It's banned in Pauper. Right. Um, that's what I was looking up. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean... Um, it, Discarding at random is brutal. Yes. I like that when it just it's a kicker. It's just literally just adding him to Turok on top of it. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of fun. Um, I, don't, I, I wouldn't be super... I'm not super excited about it for Commander, to be perfectly honest. Maybe as a 99 card, it's something... Um, but I know I know that we're a commander fair. podcast, but I feel like this as a oh no, but you can, can you do Oathbreakers? No, the Oathbreakers have to be Planeswalkers. No, uh, yeah. Oh, they do. You can't okay. do this one with uh, yeah. Um, there is something fun about that. The whole time, whenever you said Turok, I was picturing Turok Dinosaur Hunter, the N sixty four game. Uh, yeah. So there's that, which is a very different, yeah. differently spelled yeah, word. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Um, so we're just like Turok. It's neat to see Turok. It's neat to see that the kicker is just adding on the original hint to Turok. But otherwise, I don't think there's that. This is this is a Modern Horizons thing, yeah. right? They love giving us like little Easter eggs and fun little yeah. things that people who know a lot. Of, like if you didn't know, if you're new to Magic, you'd be like, uh, just go to random, I guess. I don't know. Well, whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, think I think a large part of the card is the history. Yeah, exactly. Uh, is there a history to this one too? Svai, Svayaloon of CN Sky? <laughs> Not that I know Not of. Not that I know of. One blue blue for the legendary Merfolk God. So this is a, a god here in Modern Horizons 2. 3-4. Uh, Svayaloon of CN Sky has indestructible as long as you control at least two other Merfolk. Uh, when it attacks, you draw a card. And then other Merfolk you control have Ward 1. So I like that it gets indestructible in a, in a Merfolk tribal deck. I like that when it attacks, it draws a card. Ward one, I mean, who cares, right? Like if there's one of your Merfolk I want to kill, I'm just going to kill it still. It's just going to cost me one more. Uh, so I get, again, that's a modern, that's probably much better in constructed where every little mana counts and matters and all that. But in Commander, that's yeah. basically nothing. Yeah, I mean, and then it's only other Merfolk get Ward 1. That's so true. I can, I can still Swords to Plowshares it for one white, and then it's it's gone. Yeah, that's true. Um, the, 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 the design is neat in that, like, if you want to not have it have indestruction, indestruction, indestructibility, you have to kill the other Merfolk. You have to spend more mana on doing it, which would slow you down, and then it's even harder to rem- I get that, and that's... Again, good for those other formats, but I think Commander, it's going to be less good. Yeah, I get I get torn, right? Like, like as a Commander format, the format as a whole is getting leaner and more competitive mm-hmm. every year. Um, and spot removal is way more prevalent, but exile spot removal is especially like like everyone people knows. everyone knows people will yeah like because of cards like this is like why should i run a destroy effect when i can run an exile effect yeah. um usually you're paying a little bit more for it but not in all cases swords of plowshares as an example so like like indestructibility doesn't always matter yeah. on creatures in commander exactly um cool card definitely a good card for a merfolk deck obviously but uh yeah. But outside of that, we're not uh, not doing much with it. 
Well, we got a squirrel commander oh. in uh, Chatterfang's squirrel general. Uh, this does bring us into the two color commanders because although Chatterfang is two and a green to cast for a legendary squirrel warrior with three three, there is an activated ability with black in it, so that you've got a Golgari like uh, identity here. So Chatterfang is a three three with forest walk. Can't be blocked if you're the defending player controls a forest. Again, in commander. Watch those basics. A lot of basics are not. A lot of non-basics are not forest. There's. I've seen games mm-hmm. where someone has like island walk, but someone's like, "Oh, my blue deck has no islands out because they're all like a blue red land and a blue green land and another blue red land." Yep. It's like uh, a command tower. <laughs> so, uh, if one or more tokens would be created under your control, those tokens plus that many one-one green squirrel creature tokens are created instead. A little bit of a doubling season effect, except you don't double them strictly. You get extra yeah. squirrels. Uh, the activated ability that I alluded to is black sacrifice X squirrels. Target creature gets plus X plus X. No, no, no. Plus X minus, minus X, X yeah. until end of turn. You can kill opposing creatures or you can make your large things a little bit larger. Yep. Yeah. Who doesn't love this card? I mean, it's a squirrel commander that's legal, <laughs> uh, technically. I mean, I don't think anyone had any problems with the silver-bordered one, to be honest. But uh, this one is obviously now real, in in large and in charge. I uh, love squirrel. It's for the squirrel deck. What else can you say? Yeah. Not yes. much else to say. It's green-black. I, I, I like that, I, that they gave that second color. That's fun. I wish it was white. Mm, that's that's the token. That's the token pair. Yes, Golgari I mean, is Golgari? not the token. Deck. No, but there's a lot of good token stuff in Golgari as well. I mean, you can do it. I, I guess I always get a little miffed when I see, I see them do things in the pair that isn't the best. For, like I was like, this would be so much better in another pair, but you <clears> didn't. I don't even know if it would be strictly better or anything like that in a different, including white. I think black just gives it a different flavor and it's a darker sacrifice style of deck right yeah i mean it's all good it's a real magic card it's allowed <laughs> it's legal i just think i just think if you if you were do if i was going to do a commander deck with tokens and have a pseudo doubling season in the command zone i think it would do more work in a green white deck yeah rather than a green black deck fair or even a green red deck Right? With like treasures and stuff. Oh, because it just cares about tokens. I hadn't noticed that. Yeah. I assumed creature tokens. No, it's just okay. any tokens. Okay, so. so maybe I'm wrong. So like Selesnia's creature tokens, but not necessarily other tokens. Green black can still make a lot of saprolings and fungus and all that kind of stuff. So Zombies. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, anyways, good card, very obviously. And I think even if you went outside of scroll squirrel tribal it actually is still very good because just that doubling effect is really solid that's in the command zone it's great yeah yeah um oh yeah of course i get this uh, one you have to say this one uh asmarana martica catacastina coldacar i mean i'm here, here's bad. a mnemonic to help you it's not bad but here like like it's here's a mnemonic that i like to help remember it um, I'm going to call this card Asmorano Madness Chef. Asmorano Madness Chef. Asmorano Madness Chef. Yeah, because that's, that's actually it really madness. good. It also tells you what it does, right? <laughs> and and, and <coughs> the chef part gives you that cookbook, so. Asmorano Madic. As, Asmorano <laughs> Asmor- Madness Chef. Asmorano Mardic. 
cast in a Tina Coldicar. Okay, anyways. Uh, you telling me nobody <laughs> had a nickname for this person? Well, I love the story of it, of them wanting to make it, uh, and they were like, like the note in the like the file was like, you literally cannot <clears throat> have anything else on the typeline. It this fills the typeline or the the like the name like the the yeah. the, the box or whatever it's called. Um, so we can't have a CMC. We can't have a mana cost because it fills it. So that's why. Like, so okay. they're like, okay, let's figure this out. And then they did. Yeah. And I think it's a very cool card, man. Uh, yeah. So she, as Asmarena Magist, again, to Nicole in the car, uh, is a 3 3 legendary human wizard as long as you've discarded. So there's, again, no, no mana value there. Uh, but as long as you've discarded a card this turn, you may pay black and red. Sorry, black or red. It's the hybrid to cast a spell. So when she enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a card named the Underworld Cookbook, reveal it, put it in your hand, then shuffle, and then you sacrifice two foods, and target creature deals six damage to itself. So got some removal there. Underworld Cookbook, I mean, it's basically a thing that like lets you discard cards and make food, I think. Yeah. Um, so it works really well with her. Um, it's essentially a, a partnership for your commander, right? Like if this is your commander, yeah. you know that you're going to get the, the the underworld cookbook, which is nice, and you can really build around that ability as well. Um, Isn't this a brilliant design? Yes. I, I I think. I mean, obviously, if you go back in time, the world would be different. You'd change things, but like this could be the like. Why not design all commanders who tutor up? a little trinket artifact or a little sidekick creature or a little like sorcery that you get to cast right away. Um, just as a built in type of thing, uh, just the, well, as another way to like, I don't know. It's definitely a space that they haven't really explored. And maybe that's because partner, you know, does it better kind of already, but, I'm with but this you. is a way to avoid partners with. Yeah, because like, like this Asmo has partners with. Yeah, basically. Yeah, exactly. And I I think you're right. And this is an a, an opportunity to have a creature partner with their iconic weapon or something or an equipment. Like I would love to see Nizan. Exactly. Like if Nizan had this. Well, doesn't Nizan kind of does, doesn't? He? Yeah, and that that's why Nizan yeah. came to mind because you get to look. You get to. So we do have it. The, we yeah. do have it a little bit now and again. But but I agree that I'd love to see more of it, and I think this one is just another good example of it. Um, it's a cool card. It's a it's a cool graveyard. Um, Rakdos deck, which I'm all the way in for, uh, discarding and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, this is a, this is a great. Well, great and the, the thing that we have to we we mustn't forget is that that ability is just an ability that has no commander ask, tax. Is, is that an so yeah? Is there ever a commander tax? It says well, okay, it says wait. you may pay that to cast this. Oh, spell. and you are casting this spell. So, so you know what? You yeah, you are still it. casting yeah. it. So it is still subject to commander tax. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think it's an ability because of the way it's worded there. Right. Right. Anyways, um, so I, I mean, I'm a big fan of the card. I think it's lots of fun, and I love the, the kind of everything about it, oddly enough. Yeah. Although that being said, am I going to build this commander in real life? Mm, I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> but I do like it. I do and like respect it. respect everyone that does. Uh, uh, next up is uh, Golgari commander, Karth the Lion. Two black green, human warrior, three five. Whenever Karth enters the battlefield or... A planeswalker you control dies. 
Look at the top seven cards of your library. You may reveal a Planeswalker card from among, among them and put them into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom in a random order. Planeswalker loyalty abilities you activate cost an additional plus one to activate, which is, in a sense, it's an awkward way to word it, but they have to, but you get a better deal on your loyalties. Plus ones become plus twos, zeros become plus ones, minus ones become zeros, etc., etc. Uh, for more info on this Planeswalker, uh, take a look at our last episode where we went deep. We did a whole episode on a specific deck and a Lost Cards episode on YouTube featuring extra angles to brew around it. Um, so, yeah, Golgari Super Friends. Spoiler alert, Golgari Planeswalkers. <laughs> yeah, right? But there's a few different angles, so yeah, check it out. Uh, we'll move on now. We'll go to uh, General Ferris Rockiric. One red, white, legendary human soldier, a 3-1, hexproof from monocolored. And whenever you cast, which is a lot of removal spells, um, whenever you cast a multicolored spell, create a 4-4 red and white golem artifact creature token. Um, When I first saw this card, I was like, hey, this looks pretty good. And then... I, we kind of talked about it a little bit, and I was I, I, my excitement went down a little bit because, I mean, you really have to build hard into Boros multicolored cards to get the most, to get, you know, a bunch of golems. I mean, and there is, like, a, kind of a world where you do that and then, I guess, lean on either artifact creatures or golem specifically, maybe tribal. There could be something going on there, perhaps. I don't know if it's worth that work though the challenge is that as you said there are so few boros multicolor cards that you kind of really want in a commander deck there's a lot of like hybrid creatures that kind of don't really make the grade in the world of commander so that there there are surprisingly there are far fewer boros specific cards than I would have thought. Uh, once you take away the French vanilla creatures and the way over-costed burn spells of, or yeah. destruction spells, what are you really left with? And it's like, so I, I think General Ferris Rockerick belongs in a five-color deck mm. as a way to get extra extra value because you're already casting <clears throat> tons of multicolor cards anyway. Good call. Maybe like a five-color Niv or the yeah, Ur-Dragon. Yeah, sounds right at home in that Niv-Mizzet deck, the five-color. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're getting some good value there. I mean, these are four fours, you know. They're not, they're not they're, that's a sizable token. Um, it is, it is. It's just, I, but then I'm thinking like, but like, do I even want... Ferris Rockrick in a Niv Mizzet deck, like the multicolor spells I have access to are just so much better than this one. I probably don't want it. I bet you you can put together a a, a decent version of this deck. I I I'd be Niv Mizzet with Rockrick, or you're thinking no, Rockrick just a Rockrick deck. It's okay, just a Ferris Rockrick deck. I think there's something. Okay. I think I don't know. Boros is Boros is the part that makes me doubt it, but uh, because I like the ability, but but I but I hear what you're saying, and I think you're. I think you're onto something. Oh, you know, this actually goes great in a feather deck. If you can do those like hybrid instants or sorceries oh, yeah. and get them back into your hand mm. uh, with feathers ability and yeah. then cast them over and over. That's interesting. Yeah. Like maybe yeah. you just try and lean hard on two mana spells and one mana spells that do that in this deck. Why not? <clears throat> uh, okay. 
let's move on here. Yeah. Uh, this is a cool one. Uh, yeah. Um, I just read the last one, so you can read this one. Oh, okay. Lonis, cryptozoologist. Simic, green and blue. For a legendary snake elf scout, uh, another point of data in what's the difference between a naga and a snake, because <laughs> yeah. uh, this one. Uh, so this is a one, two. Whenever another non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control, investigate. Investigate means make a clue token, and clues are artifacts that you can pay to, sacrifice, and draw a card. So here's nice. what else Lonus does. Tap, sacrifice X clues. Target opponent reveals the top X cards of their library. You may put a non-land permanent card with mana value X or less from among them onto the battlefield under your control. That player puts the rest on the bottom of their library in a random order. Okay. Yep. That's significant. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. comes down early, so all your future creatures are going to bring a bunch of clues. Uh, finally... Tamio's journal is great because <laughs> now I can cast a Tamio's journal and tutor twice immediately. Maybe uh, if I've got like six clues out already, uh, what's better a free tutor or <clears throat> something off the top of your opponent's deck? Probably a tutor. This is, I mean, this is a good commander for the clues deck. This is the commander for the clues deck. Now, <laughs> yeah. Right? right. Like, yeah, we didn't even really, I remember putting the clues deck together when it was around and it was fun and it's it was good and everything and now that they've got a lot more investigate going on in this set which is fun and then they made this commander so like we now have a full fully fleshed out you know even more so uh clues deck and commander now which is fun um yeah it's just one of those things where it's like well i guess this is the commander for the clues deck that's it like what else is there to you know it's good good great I don't yeah, see you running it, this be, outside of that, though, you know? No, no, you, you, because, I mean, because the ability triggers when non token creatures enter, um, obviously, there a large part of the deck is creatures, and there's probably a few flavors within that creature suite. Like maybe you do super tiny, aggressive Edric type of mm-hmm. flying men type of thing, Toski as a 99 mm-hmm. kind of to assist, or, but maybe you just run like maybe some kind of tribal creature some kind of elf thing yeah i, I do think there's a quite a, i mean although it there's certainly clues the creatures that come along with them could bring a lot of variety i would i would love to see lonis go inside of a three color brutaclad style deck and let's just go nuts with oh, this yeah. with the clues thing that'd be fun oh to see. yeah love to see that in a teamer brutaclad deck man brutaclad <clears throat> always got to be in the secret because of colors <laughs> Uh, always got to be the secret. Uh, let's next. We have here is Sithis Harvest's Hand, green white for a legendary enchantment creature. It's a nymph, a one two that says whenever you cast an enchantment spell, you gain a life and you draw a card. So we got an enchantress here. <clears throat> Nothing much to say other than um, it's a little easier to kill because it's also an enchantment, but also that means it triggers all your other enchantresses in the green white enchantress deck. So it's very good. Um, mm-hmm. Again, not much to say here. This is a great Enchantress commander. An Enchantress in the command zone? I'll take it. Yeah, I'll definitely take it and be very happy with it for that deck. Yeah. Uh, We got an Is It one coming up. Usri, Fortune's Flame, one blue, red, legendary Ifrit. Two, three, and it flies. Flying two, three. Whenever Usri, Fortune's Flame, attacks, choose a number between one and five. Flip that many coins. For each flip you win, draw a card. For each flip you lose, 
U3 deals two damage to you. If you won five flips this way, you may cast spells from your hand this turn without paying their mana costs. Rules question. When it's counting five flips I've won this way, can it count past flips? Because they're all this way. Or do I have to hit all five as a win in one go? That's good. I didn't even think of that. I just assumed it had to be the same turn. But That's my gut, and I think that's what it is. But but part I, part of me wonders if if the this way what other I think cards this way do, means that when it attacks and you choose the number I think that's what that's referring like to. this instance yeah I think I so. think so too yeah I think so the I haven't done the odds but the odds of winning five coin flips in a row are very small yeah they're super tiny even with Crark's thumb there it's becomes pretty low to get five wins in a row like together I mean that's why they have to make a five yeah. Um, I would recommend rolling dice, going evens and odds instead of flipping coins, <laughs> yeah. just to save everyone the hassle. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we talked about this a little bit when we were wondering what we were going to brew with last week. And while it did stick out to me as an interesting commander at first, I, there also was just like, yeah, but we have, we've had this Zinder split and Okun deck mm. for a long time, but it's just the... the the coin flipping deck and it has stuff like Kark's thumb and all this other stuff. And this doesn't bring anything new to the table really. Right. Like it goes in that deck. It's the commander of that deck if you want. Um, But I don't see it really giving the coin flipping deck any new tools or anything. I I think you got to look at this commander as like an, is it deck where the commander is going to draw you a couple cards each turn. You're going to take a little bit of damage each turn. Yeah. And that's how you live your life. Yeah, I think I'm that's like, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, maybe maybe the thing is to actually not even really worry about the coin flipping and trying to build around that. Like, let's just have yeah. this be a 2-3 flying commander for three, which is good. And yeah, dra- like, drawing I mean, you some cards, yeah. Would you would you play, like, I mean, it's risky. I mean, that's part of the is it nature of it. It's like, it's like yeah, I'll, I'll get draw a couple cards, pay a couple of life. Like, how many do you Let's usually pick for this? Two, three? I'm picking five every time. You're picking five every time? Every time, because I want that possibility of winning the game. <laughs> that no, doesn't no, no, win I'm, you I'm, the I'm, game. I'm, well, I can cast all my, I get omniscience this turn. You have to, like, I think, like, you have to look at your hand and be like, is it even worth it to do, to try and go for five? Like, what if I hit No, no, but them? you've, you've, but you've drawn five cards as well by doing, by winning them. Yeah, that's true, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> I'll, I'll take, I'll, I'll, I'll risk it to, to get one turn omniscience. So you're, so you're, so like on average, you're like, you're good. It's going to be. Well, 2.5. Exactly. 2.5 damage and yeah. 2.5 cards. So five damage and 2.5 cards. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Every time, five every time. What are you running this for? If you're doing one coin flip, what, what, what? Yeah, why are you even? Why do you even? You, you, why do you even come to the table if you're planning on flipping two coins with E3? What does? <laughs> doesn't the fact that you get to flip five coins? How does that work with Zinder Split and Oka? Do you remember their, what the, even their abilities are? It's like whenever you flip, flip that many coins. Yeah, whenever you flip, you like one of them doubles a power and one of them, does it just draw you a card? It's something like that, right? Like this guy is really good with them. Yeah. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, exactly. big time. Yeah. Right. So Zinder Split's the blue one. Um, whenever a player wins a flip, you draw a card. So it doubles the card draw. Uh, and then Okun, 
Whenever a player wins a coin flip, double Okun's power and toughness until end of turn. Okan, I I think. Okan? Okun? Okan. A-U-N, right? On? A-U-N? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. uh, Okay, so there you go. Uh, (laughs) Neat card, for sure. Um, And um, you don't even necessarily have to go with uh, building hard around the coin flips, it seems. Nah. Um, Zabaz the Glimmer Wisp is next. It's a single uh, colorless mana for a legendary artifact creature and insect. It has modular one. And it says, if a modular triggered ability would put one or more plus one plus one counters on a creature you control, that many plus one uh, plus one counters are put on it instead. Um, that's great. And this is also a Boros commander. It's got two. It's got a red and a white ability. Red ability is destroy target artifact you control, and white is Zabaz the Glimmer Wisp gains flying until end of turn. Just when we Does said that include the the one that Zabaz comes with. Does it does Zabaz come with two then? Well, the the ability that puts the counters on it at first is not the modular ability. If a modular triggered ability would put one on. But it's got modular one. It's a zero zero with modular one. So does it come with one? Is that a triggered ability? I don't think that's a if that was a triggered ability, wouldn't the creature it's not like even when whenever or at? Yeah, wouldn't but does it modular not say it's not a triggered when ability, this enters? For sure. It was it enters with that. No, it can't it. it can't possibly be otherwise right. it would die. It, that's what I was about to say. Like it would it would just right. be a zero zero with a okay. trigger on the stack. Okay, so it's just a one. It's just the dying trigger, right? So when modular is when yeah. something dies, the counters go on something okay. else. Um right when we said we wanted more modular stuff, Modern Horizons two came along and Ooh, they gave it a to couple in... couple decks ago. We were like, if we had more modular stuff, we'd brew around it more. And um Boros deck too. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. It's so, as if they knew Yeah. They... <laughs> totally. It's as if the people at Wizards knew this was coming. It's as if they designed the sets quite a few years in advance. <laughs> um so so it. Zabaz is a cool modular uh, uh commander for sure. One weird thing that I just can't figure out why it's the, it, it's done this way is the red ability is destroy target artifact you control instead of sacrifice. Because the reason why I, it matters to me, I think, is that one of the more common things I see in artifact decks, especially artifact creature decks, is ways to make your artifacts indestructible. So yeah. if you're counting on sacrificing them, you don't really want to include those abilities for Zabaz. But I mean, it's it's probably only a handful of cards. It's probably not even that that big of a thing. But it's just weird to me, right? Like, I wouldn't not build a Zabaz deck based on that one concern but like uh because i think it's a cool commander and i think it's a nice it's nice to have a modular commander my bet is that the effect is destroy the artifact that's on the right side of the colon we're used to sacking artifacts being on the left side of the colon yeah it would be weird it might be weird i bet you someone in design was like it's too weird for just sack an artifact to you control to be the effect like that's the payment so let's change it to destroy. Then it feels more like an effect. It's very interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, one mana for this ability is really cool. Yeah. Also. Uh, so I'm into it. I'm into it. A new modular commander. Two more commanders, more than two colors each. Starting going up to three colors. 
This is Piru the Volatile. Two, red, red, white, white, black, black. That's a total of eight mana for a Mardu Legendary Elder Dragon. They're a 7-7. This is going to remind us of the original Elder Dragons. They were so expensive. It even has um, upkeep cost of red, white, black. At the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice Piru unless you pay that. When Piru dies, it deals seven damage to each non-legendary creature. Seems very underwhelming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Those old dragons are not really worth it. They suck. <laughs> I'm I'm not getting nearly enough for my eight mana. Eight mana? Yeah. And I have to pay... Eleven. ...to upkeep. You're paying eleven and, for this thing to keep it on the board for one turn. And... It doesn't destroy legendaries. Like, would it would it be so bad if it just did seven to every creature? Yeah, like other every other creature, because like it, it doesn't want to destroy itself. I suppose. Oh no, it's when it dies. Never mind. It doesn't even matter. Yeah, why doesn't it hit legendaries? I mean, have it say seven damage to each creature and planeswalker. Sure. I'm still not running this. No, <laughs> like creature and player. I'm not running this. I don't care. Eight mana. I, I, I could be Eight convinced. I, I could be convinced. Eight I could mana. be convinced. No, I mean, I mean, I don't like it. But, 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 will you put players in there? I'm willing to have the conversation. Yeah. Okay. I'm willing to have the conversation. I'm, w- I'm willing to give you the time I to speak to me about because this, this guy has lifelink and he does this. Oh, okay. You, you know what? Yeah, life. because yeah, you're gonna. So okay, so. Actually, that is a point yeah, I had not that's a, noticed. Me too. I just realized that as well. It's definitely better because because I guess the the deal would be, it's an eight mana, sort of board wipe, that and gain a thousand, but also life. gain a lot of life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know what? It's you know what? It's we're back we're back into talking about this as a real card then. Yeah, eight mana gain a thousand life because it's kind of like I'll a sorcery. It's kind of like an eight mana sorcery in your command zone. Um, yeah. That you do get to have on the battlefield for, like, the turn that you cast it, obviously. So if you have a way to haste them, that's okay. I mean, you're allowed to pay the upkeep and just keep keep attacking, right? Certainly. And then you throw a sack outlet in there so that you can take advantage at any any moment. I take back saying that it sucks. It doesn't suck. It's just just too much. Um, Because the abilities are good. too much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I we came around on it and we found out that Piru is better than we originally thought because that that lifelink does make a big difference. If there's a big board, like you gain a lot of life, and like we're right about that, right? Like that's not cause, yeah, cause no, because it, it does dies, say it, it deals. deals seven, yeah. So even though it's in the graveyard, it can still have lifelink. Well, I mean, it's like it's like like the source that's dealing the damage is this card, right? Which has and life this life. card has life. Yeah. Like. Okay. Great. Uh, okay. Let's read. Last one. Next one. Garth One Eye. Everyone's talking about it. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's talking about it. Um, <laughs> I don't mm. know what that's from. It's from something. Every- <laughs> Sarah always says that. Everybody's talking about. It. Everybody's talking about. It. Uh, it's from some movie or something. Anyways, Garth One Eye is Wooberg for a legendary human wizard. Five five. Tap. Choose a card name that hasn't been chosen from among Disenchant, Brain Geyser, Terror, Shivan Dragon, Regrowth, and Black Lotus. Create a copy of the card with the chosen name. You may cast the copy. 
Uh, I asked Sean. And Black Lotus. Yeah, I asked Sean specifically, how does, what, what do you mean, create a copy? What do you mean? And then cast it. Like, I was like, you don't create the card, do you? Right? Because you can create it and then not cast it. That's the that's the thing. And then we're like, oh, well, it can just go like, it's like the same thing of like when you exile something from someone's graveyard and then you can cast it, copy of it or whatever. But you you can, you do actually create the card for this, which is a bizarre yeah. thing. Um, yeah. Anyway. So one activation and you've created a hundred thousand dollars my the other weird thing about this is black lotus is banned in our format so yes you create a banned card and cast it and i know the banning is only in, is, is a only restricted uh deck building right so we can't include black right. lotus in our deck that's 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 it being banned but there's nothing that says garth one i can't give you one so um I think this card is cool. I think when you build around this card to be untapping it and blinking it and stuff like that, it's it gets it gets pretty cool. Um, although you can't, like I originally thought, go infinite with it really easily because I was like, oh, you can just keep tapping it and untapping it, making black lotuses. Nope, can't do that because it's always got to be something they haven't chosen. Um, but I think I I think I really like the flavor. I think I really like the idea that we're casting all these old cards, no matter how I think confusing that can get when it comes to making copies of cards and stuff like but i am happy that wizards is going there one of the things i always liked about hearthstone was the ability to like create other cards in that game right Um, right and it was always a fun thing that they had all this freedom in the digital game to do this and i would never see that in magic because they i remember even mark rosewater talking specifically about it and saying how like they have or maybe it wasn't even Mark Rosewater. I think it was. It might have been John Laux, actually. Anyways, talking about how it's like impossible to do that in Magic. Well, I guess it's not so impossible. It's possible. To, well, yeah, I guess they it's it. yeah. There's still randomization and stuff too. Yeah, with uh, the, when it comes to random, that's yeah, that's different. But just a card that generates a card, essentially. They were always yeah. like, well, then where is it a token? Does it go in your hand? Blah blah blah. Right. So they never did right, it. Where right. It's like, well, they figured it out, and Garth One Eye does it, and people seem to really like it, and I think it's cool. I think it's a cool command. It is cool. Yeah, it is cool. It's real. We're really cracking open some design space. I think so, that yeah. is about like we, we the game could really shift tone. Like a lot of stuff could. I don't know. I don't know. The weird thing for I can't wait. Always looking at this from a commander viewpoint has made me for forget the the fact that this is in modern and that now you can right. play all these cards in modern <laughs> yes yes which is like oh well that's weird too uh, i guess you could I always replay regrowth and maybe regrowth shivan dragon uh it's just it's probably rain a, geyser and black lotus terrors in modern anyways no no i guess terror does not either it, you wouldn't run you terror. Wouldn't run it is it. way better yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got doom blade uh okay well that's i think that's it for all the legendaries am i right yes that is uh we're gonna move on to some cards um again we're not gonna do an exhaustive list uh that's silly but we're just gonna do a handful five we're gonna do like about ten um i would i I do want to say this though going into it after a quick first pass 
uh, I hear a lot of people say things like, oh, this is so great for commanders. So many cool commander staples and stuff. A lot of cool legendaries. I do agree. But I honestly did feel that the, the non-legendary cards did not add a ton except for just flavoring things in new ways. I did not encounter a ton of cards that felt different to me. Um, for example, if I highlighted two examples, Tormod's Crypt Keeper. Three generic for an artifact creature golem, vigilance, three, two, tap, sacrifice Tormod's Crypt Keeper, exile all cards from target player's grave. That's this is Tormod's Crypt on legs. Yeah. Great. If I'm running Tormod's Crypt, that's a zero mana artifact. I doubt I want this. Uh certainly like don't. I, Why would you ever and then and then what about Tragic Fall? One in a black for an instant, target creature gets minus three <laughs> minus three until fall. end of turn. Or Hellbent, target creature gets minus 13, minus 13, and if you have no cards in hand. So this is a, a kind of a fun twist on Tragic Slip, or maybe, uh, yes, yeah, Tragic Slip, but that's but like Tragic Slip's just better in general, because I can hit the 13, 13 much easier, although the front is lower. But at the, So it's kind of the same card, but you just adjust the knobs. Yeah. This is what I found. Most of the cards were just other cards with the knobs turned and twisted a little bit. And maybe that's good for your deck. Maybe the synergy works. Maybe you'd rather have Tormod's Crypt on legs for your deck. But overall, you know, I think it's meant to be drafted. And I think that's why it's like this. Personally, I didn't find a ton of cards I was jazzed about for Commander because we already have so many cards that already do basically the same thing. And often at a better rate. So I have yeah. to ask myself, are we at the bubble? Is it impossible? Like, are, are, are we at the point where you can't really make many new cards without significantly upping the power level? Are we are, are we out of removal spells and draw spells and like all that stuff? Well, we did just see a pretty good commander set come out that yeah. didn't feel like that's what it was doing. So I, agree. I, I think there's still enough room where that's not the case. And Modern Horizons okay. 2, of course, is designed for Modern primarily. Obviously, mm -hmm. they wanted to include... And I, I think what they included for Commander were the Legendaries. And when I when I looked at the set, I know for sure that I was like, cool, these Legendaries look good. I think there's some fun ones in here, some different abilities, all that kind of stuff. And then I actually didn't really look at the other cards until preparing for this episode. And yeah, I see what you're saying. I think you're largely right. I had to put together, we said we would put together 10 cards each and then we'd like smash them together and get around 10 cards to, to talk about today. And I I didn't even get to 10. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get to 10. Um, I mean, I, I, I did leave out some very obvious ones. So like I would have got to 10, like if I included the one that sure. everyone knows is good for Commander, blah, blah, blah. I was looking for slightly offbeat ones. But yeah, usually that's really easy in a in a full set like this. And there's stuff here, but it's not. But it's this is designed for modern, and I think outside of the legendaries, it's pretty obviously designed for that sort of thing. Yeah, uh, it's well, not as started. good as the first Modern Horizons, for example, when it comes to the like non-legendary cards, because that we got a ton of great cards we in did. the first one for for Commander that we're still un uncovering. Uh, but yeah, yeah, let's 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 talk about these cards, starting with. Oops, I forgot to put the first one in. Oh, well, you this this is one that you wanted to talk about. No? Termo taxi. Uh, uh oh, no, I Solitude's the first one on the list. Oh, okay. Um 
Solitude is from a cycle with a vogue where you exile a card of the same cycle. This is the white one. Three white white creature elemental incarnation flash lifelink three two. Uh, but as I said, you can evoke it by exiling a white card in your hand. You can cast this for zero actual mana spent. When Solitude enters the battlefield, exile up to one other target creature. That creature's controller gains life equal to its power. This is Swords to Plowshares. Mm-hmm. Five mana Swords to Plowshares on legs or Swords to Plowshares by discarding a card yeah. uh, with the evoke. And it sees a creature enter the battlefield and die. So, like, there are other creature things. So, like, yeah, yeah. very cool card. Very cool card. Would I run this? Not for 40 bucks. Uh, <laughs> I'd Certainly rather, not for 40 I'd bucks. Rather, I'd rather run a Swords to Plowshares. But this, this is another great example. It's a cool, very cool card. But I've got a Swords, and I'm happy with it. Yeah, and obviously you'd like another Swords or a free Swords or whatever. But you're I right. Mean, I mean, I do have another Swords, and that's Path to Exile. <laughs> Sure. And it's not 40 bucks. Uh, but, you know, this card is worth talking about simply because of what you said. It's another swords, right? So, yeah. But yeah, is that how much it's going for? 40 bucks right now? Yeah. I guess it's a pre-sale technically. Um, no. Uh, well, no? I guess technically it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, I mean so, people, you're already, at the time you're already of recording. playing it. Uh, yeah. Anyways, um, definitely going to show up in Commander, though. So be ready yeah. for that free sword sometimes. Yeah. Um excellent card okay uh and there's a like you said there's a whole cycle but this is the only one that really stood out to me as something that i definitely wanted i I don't even really i can't even and i looked at them all but i can't even remember any of them at this point i didn't analyze them as a cycle um the green one just shuffles in a graveyard into the library yeah and the blue one didn't do it blue one is a bounce spell i think maybe let me guess the blue one drew you some cards maybe it but it didn't i I thought it was i thought it was going to be a counter spell but it wasn't Oh, no. Yeah, you can't do another Force of Will. Yeah. Anyways, anyway. we'll move on here and read the yeah. next card, which is Academy Manufacturer. Uh, Wait, now now you went, now we skipped Derm, Dermota, Dermotaxi. Oh, now you want to do Dermotaxi. <laughs> yeah, we just, you just left. Uh, Sorry, I'm just. We just I was missing a tag. I see. Okay. Dermotaxi. Two mana for the artifact vehicle. It's a zero, zero. Has imprint as Dermotaxi enters the battlefield, exile a creature from a graveyard. Tap two untapped creatures you control until end of turn. Dermotaxi becomes a copy of the imprinted card, except it's a vehicle artifact in addition to its other types. Very interesting way to get around. I mean, they didn't have to get around uh, crew, but they did. It does, there's no crew ability here. You, there is no crew. And so you, you, you tap the two untapped creatures of any power or toughness, which or a power, I guess it would be. So that's interesting. And then, yeah, yeah, you can have it be something that's a, a cool, awesome card in a graveyard. That's that's good. This is, this is a fun card. I think it's really interesting that it only costs two. Yeah. And it can come down and become a very impactful creature for two mana. Yeah. You tap a couple tokens and it's all of a sudden like, and maybe you can't attack with it right away, but it can be that creature and have all the effects of it. Yeah. And I, I think that is... That's this is a very powerful for two mana. I really like it. Looking for something ideally with a good attack trigger or a static ability because obviously ETBs, yeah. ETBs are not going to work for Dermotaxi. No, 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 no. If you've got a way to give it haste or something, uh, yeah. But a but a cool card and in any deck at this point, which is usually this is like a blue or maybe like a black style of ability. But uh, people color. have nicknamed this very cleverly, Mimic Van. 
That's good. That's yeah. very good. Uh, what's next? Ooh, Academy Manufactor. Mac- Manufactor. Okay. Manufactor. Uh, three generic artifact creature assembly worker. One three. If you would create a clue, food, or treasure token, instead create one of each. I love it. I love it. Give me all of them. It's funny because like it seems narrow, but it's not really. We can make treasures by the boatload sometimes. Yeah. So to make all them clues and foods while I'm at it, I'll take them. I'll take them. Whenever you investigate, now you're ramping. If you're making clues and foods, you're like like all those food and clue commanders. Now they also ramp with this. I'm in. This card is great. Speaking of Bruticlad, like put this in a Bruticlad <laughs> deck where you're making yes. clues, foods, and tokens, or even just one of those things, and you're now and then Bruticlad triggers, and you make them all some other token. Like incredible clues, card. Foods and dudes. Clues, foods, and dudes, breeze. <laughs> Trues, clues, foods, and trues. Yeah, trues, yeah. treasures. I'm into it. Uh, very fun card. I mean, what is what is there to say? These get really messy when you have multiples of them, but that's also what Commander is all about. So I encourage yeah. you to get multiples of them. Yes, uh, copy them, clone them, make a bunch, and then get all get all the clues, <laughs> foods, and trues. Yeah, uh, very fun card. Um, next we have. I I've I messed up the tabs on this. That's all right. Uh, damn. I really messed him up. You got damn. Damn. Okay. <laughs> damn. Uh, this is going to be the most fun card to play and say at the same time when you, when you yeah, do it. Yeah, right? Because there's so right? many more ways to say damn. 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 Right? Yeah. It's all these ways. What does it do? What does it do? Black, black for a sorcery that says destroy target creature. A creature destroyed this way can't be regenerated. It has overload for two white, white, completely different colors, um, which means you can cast it for its overload cost. If you do, change its text by replacing instances of target with each. So it's destroy each creature. Uh, they can't be regenerated. It's Wrath of God. Yeah. It's Wrath of God, but it can also be a pointed removal spell. I think it's cool. I think you're mostly going to use this as just another Wrath of God if you have it, because damn, as a pointed removal, it's only sorcery, so it's not that good. So yeah. This is just Wrath of God, but it's really fun to say. I agree. I agree. Uh, What's we, it the one for? tab that I forgot earl as a moment ago is called Rise and Shine. Oh. Um, one in a blue for a sorcery. Target non-artifact. Sorry, target non-creature artifact you control becomes a zero-zero artifact creature. Put four plus one plus one counters on each artifact that became a creature this way. And has overload for four blue blue we already kind of hinted with academy manufacturer you can make tons of treasures at a time clues etc six mana suddenly create an uh, like an army of four fours out of nowhere is a great way to close a game uh and i think that's this is going to be fantastic in the right deck agreed uh yep very very good in mana rock tribal or sure that stuff they love these cards uh, next, we have Search the Premises. Three and a white for an enchantment. This is whenever a creature attacks you or a planeswalker you control, investigate. So you get a clue token, uh, which allows you to draw cards. Um, it's, a, it's a little bit of an, a, a, a dis, what is it called? A disincentive to attack you, but it's not strong enough to keep people from attacking you, right? 
So you got to look at it that way because like if I'm come, I'm, I don't care if I attack you with three or four things. Like yeah, you can have three or four clues, but obviously in the right deck, getting those clues is going to be really good for you if you have the the automator again. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's not going to. I don't. I don't unless it's like a token army. They might think twice about attacking you, but um. But uh, generally speaking, I think people are still going to attack into this. But it just means that you're just going to get the clues. So as long as you make those worth it, I think that's this is a good card. Oh my god, I'm still you. You brought up that academy manufacturer again. Yeah. Like so, this card it rem- was gonna. I feel like it's a four mana white enchantment that gives me a little artifact. It reminds me of Smothering Tithe for sure. But like not like think of Smothering Tithe with that academy manufacturer. It's like. Do you want to pay mana or give me a clue, a treasure, and a food? <laughs> I know. Wow. It's really broken with that. That's crazy. Yeah. What a good card. So does that mean that that card is also a staple in white now? Uh, I guess. Right? I guess. I mean, because like getting clues, like clues are not perfect, but they're a great way to sneak in some extra card draw mm-hmm. in colors that have a tough time. Yeah. So white white does enjoy a clue from time to time. Certainly. Ironically, they don't have the ramp to really pay for them efficiently, but right. anyway. Still good. Still a good still a great night. Uh next is Okay, it, what tab do you have next? I've got inevitable betrayal next. Good. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Good. Uh, so that is a source. Yeah. Are you go reading ahead. this? No, you go ahead. This is a. I got. I'm all upside down with these tabs <laughs> right. and these. The, the, our notes don't match the tabs. Uh, that's my fault. Uh, inevitable betrayal is a free. Or sorry, it's a. It has no cost. It is a sorcery that must be suspended. You cannot cast it unless you suspend it, or you cascade into it. <laughs> suspend three. Uh, it costs one blue blue so you pay one blue blue you put it into exile with three suspend counters every upkeep you take one off when you take the last one off you cast it for free you've cast it in advance and when you finally get to cast it search target opponent's library for a creature card put that creature put that card onto the battlefield under your control that player shuffles this is bribery yeah Uh, so that's amazing that card is bribery is amazing and this effect is amazing and it's even worth suspend three because there's nothing your opponents can do to like to prepare for it except have a counter spell yeah like 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 i'm gonna go into your deck and get the thing when this pops uh we can make deals but like what if you promise not to go for me i won't counter it that's fine a lot of these that are like suspended removal spells or suspended wrath of god your opponents are like, well, I see it coming, so I'll just play around it. But like this one's hard to do. Yeah, the only problem with a suspend card is that will you will it actually get to go off? Will people, you know, if you draw this late late in a game, it's just it's yeah. nothing, you know. Like you you can pay the three and then never have it come down because you got killed before it happened or the game ended or whatever. So that there is that definite, I think, sizable downside. But you know, also you got if you get this early enough and you. St- you suspend it up. It's it's bribery for three mana, and that's awesome. So yeah, uh, definitely um, definitely worth a look. Uh, next, Agreed. I've got the correct card. Also, Junk Winder five nice. blue blue. It's a serpent. It's a five six with affinity for tokens. Another like kind of new spin on an old ability here. 
It costs one generic less for each token you control. Whenever a token enters the battlefield under your control, tap target non-land permanent and opponent controls. It doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step. Let me tell you something. Uh, this is going to go right in my Brea, like, <laughs> Thopter and yes. uh, treasure-making deck. Uh, well, so is that a manufacturer, too, right? Pro- probably, yeah. Yeah, It's a, there's a lot of additions for decks that want to do stuff like that. So, yeah, Junkwinder, that ability that we usually see and love on, you know, limited cards, the, the freeze, the tap-down ability, it's way more powerful in Commander, I think, than any of us ever give it credit for. It's just that we usually see it on such inefficient cards, right? Like, yes. you see it on, like, a four-mana sorcery or something, or, like, a five mana instant and it does like one or whatever it is right like just like those cards aren't it's not a big enough effect but we're talking about a creature that sits on the battlefield and now whenever a token enters a token a clue a food you know whenever it enters yeah, if, you get it and so if five of them keep, enter yeah. your whole board's done you for a turn keep doing it too like the next turn yes. you'll make more tokens it's not like you're paying mana specifically to have this effect right so I think well, and yeah. I also want to point out it's a, so it's non land, so you can't tap down their lands. Right. But what deck isn't using artifact ramp, right? You right. keep those artifacts tapped down, no problem. That, that soul ring's never untapping again. Like <laughs> it's so great, obviously, to go in for an attack right after you made a bunch of tokens with this guy, or after yeah. you made a to- tokens after this guy. It's a defensive move, even like for you to just do something at instant speed that creates tokens somehow and. Tap down the board that was going to come after you. Love it. I think it's a great card. Very interesting card. Um, Let's yeah. follow it up with Suspend. It's a single mana, in, blue, single blue mana instant. Exile target creature and put two time counters on it. If it doesn't have Suspend, it gains Suspend. Otherwise, it wouldn't work. So, as I said before, you take the first time counter on their upkeep. You take the second time counter on on their next upkeep so you've put this creature away for their next turn and it comes back their following turn um people don't realize but commander games don't last 30 turns exactly commander games last like seven turns 10 turns sometimes they get super grindy at the end when it's one-on-one but having a creature leave for two full cycles can be a lot that's a single blue yeah that's exile that's this is good yeah i agree and and i i think this is going to be an underrated card by a lot of people because you're just it almost sounds like what i was just saying it almost sounds like a freeze card that oh it's only down for like one turn but obviously if you do it at the right time you do get it down for two turns if you do it on their turn right oh of course you might you would certainly do it yeah, on their turn you certainly try to do it on their turn so that the next turn you know so that it's two turns essentially um but like you said commander games last a shorter number of turns than any of us think and uh this can be the difference and you can do this to i mean it just it just it removes a commander right like it just removes a commander because they're probably just going to put it into the command zone so sometimes that's just good enough sometimes that's just all you need to do but uh, for other times yeah it just it it gets it out of the way for long enough that sometimes 
you know, get that get that uh, blight steel out of the out of the game for for a couple of turns, so that we can kill the guy who's gonna kill us with it when it comes back, right? I I I don't know if I mentioned this. When suspended creatures come back in, they do come back in with haste. Yeah, they have haste. That's so so gotta get it. Gotta get it. It will get to attack. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. But it's a cool card. I think it is good. Um, Urban Dagger Tooth is the two and a green two green green for a dinosaur. It's a four three vigilance. It has Enrage, like most dinosaurs do, and when it's dealt damage, you proliferate. This is very cool. Very, very cool. Um, I think, you know, this must go infinite with some things, right? So if you can put a counter on this guy and then have some kind of repeatable pinging thing going on, um, he can just take that one damage the whole time and then... Oh, it's grow. uh what's that artifact creature where you can take a counter off to do a damage uh, Bl- um not blasting zone it's uh <laughs> no. but walking ballista walking ballista that's right because oh you, walking you ballista ping- goes infinite with another card now <laughs> <laughs> right right yeah but yeah, yeah. Th- and if there's a, i guess i mean i don't know if there's anything else that does that but you're right the walking ballista ability is exactly what you want to look at yeah I mean, I just think like proliferate is so can be so strong and having it as an enrage on a creature is a way I'm always looking for ways to exploit proliferate. And this is exploitable. Totally. Totally. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's obviously in the decks that want it, but it's going to be good in those decks. Yeah. Uh, Next, we have liquid metal torque, which I guess is a necklace. (laughs) I guess. Uh, it's a two, it's a two mana, mana rock. Uh, so basic on, on, at minimum two generic for an artifact tap to add colorless. Also, it has tap target non-land permanent becomes an artifact in addition to its other types until end of turn at its base. A two mana, mana rock is, is the standard for commander these days. You, you, you're really good. Yeah. Your artifact ramp must be two mana to be at all competitive these days. Three mana mana ramp is too slow by today's standards on average. Uh, To also have the ability to turn anything into an artifact that's not a land. Now all my artifact removal is just remove everything. Yeah, I'm already I'm already running this for the mana rock. But now it just amps up my like. My 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 vandal blast gets to get one extra thing out of it, yeah. uh, no problem. Um, uh, red decks love this, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, obviously. Like red decks mentioned. love this. Blue decks want to be this. <laughs> <laughs> green decks love this, right? Oh yeah. Green decks, I mean, green decks obviously easy to ramp. Don't need artifacts to ramp, but this is one you'll you'll include because now that Rex Age hits a creature. Now that yeah. now that acidic slime hits a creature, yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of cool things because like how many times? Wait, it, does acidic slime say non-creature or it just no? Lists it just lists what it can hit. hit. Ah. So so like like how many times have you had one of those cards in your hand? And you're like ah, oh, this just removed a creature, you know? And, yeah, man. And now it does. I can remove a planeswalker with yeah. my shatter now. <laughs> I used to include liquid metal coating in my mono red artifact deck because i like because it had other uh um 
uh, applications to like turn things I I had into artifacts. I could sacrifice them, blah blah blah. But I also loved the ability to to do exactly what you're saying: turn a planeswalker into an artifact and then hit it with shatter. You know, like those yeah. are real real plays that that you could make in that deck. And this is something where it's so much easier to run this card because it's a mana rock that like you would just run it for the mana rock side and then it's all just gravy from there. So I like this card. Yeah. Also, I like the art. It looks like it's from Mirrodin, but also looks modern at the same time. It's cool. Well, yeah, th- this was one like you got to kind of look at it in the old frame. Like this is one that comes in the old border. And like when you oh, look at it, it in oh. the old border version, it's like, oh, yeah, it looks like that's that's what it was. Yeah, that's awesome. It's really cool. And yeah. I have, we have one final card to mention. Last but not least. Vile Entumor. Uh, two black black for the creature. It's a zombie warlock. It's a 2-2. Has death touch. When Violent Tumor enters the battlefield, search your library for a card. Put that card into your graveyard, then shuffle. So uh, it's an ability we've seen a lot before. Uh, it's a good ability. It's a it's like Entomb. It's Entomb. Yeah. <laughs> it's Entomb on a creature, which is obviously like really great because we can have this thing die and recur it and so on. Um, but the, to me, the, what put it over the top is the death touch. That's so great. You know, you come out at four, uh, for four mana, you get to tutor for a thing in your graveyard, which is the same as tutoring it to your hand in graveyard decks. And, and it's some protection for your life total, obviously. And like, I don't know, a planeswalker or something like this would go in that Karth deck, right? For sure. It would throw a, yeah. throw a, a, a planeswalker in the graveyard and, and also protect all your planeswalkers. It's great. Yeah, it, it comes from the Modern Horizons design book of like, take a super cheap old, old instant yeah. and give it legs. Yeah, put it on a creature. <laughs> that way it's no, nowhere near as powerful and make it like overcosted as a result. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I agree with you. Like, I love being able to recur them. That's why Eternal Witness is so much better than Regrowth, because I can bounce it. I can recur it, right? Like, I can it, get it over and over. Yes. I think that you can argue that Regrowth has its applications and is better in other decks. But Oh, sure, I, sure, I, sure, I get sure. what you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, like, it, like it's, just giving it, it's just giving it, like, new life. It's just giving it different, you know, I don't know. It's giving, yeah. it's giving it a different... A, a different slant or whatever so yeah and so 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 i would encourage everybody those are all the cards that we're going to talk about but i would encourage you to just have a look through we obviously can't talk about all the cards but i bet you you'll find a few cards that will go nicely in a specific deck you have yeah. because they're a little bit of a redundancy for something you're already doing maybe it won't blow your mind but it's it'll they'll be nice to have that's a really that's a really good way of putting it it's it's not the same type of stuff we saw in the first modern horizons where a lot of them were like broadly applicable here it's like yeah these go in these go in some narr- like specific decks and they're and they're good and they might replace something you had in there before the decks that want them really do yeah. and i think that's nice violent tumor great example Yes, yes, very good example. <laughs> okay, well, that's it. Uh, overall, good set, I got to say. Like, uh, even though we kind of, you know, we, there's there's there are some things about it uh, that are not specifically for Commander, but I think overall it is a, it is a decent little set. Yeah. Um, and if you can, you know, if you can go out there and draft it, have fun and maybe pull something yes. worth a lot of money. Uh, yes. If you're in the area of the world where you know you're allowed to be in person still, hey, it's coming soon for us, Sean. It's coming down the pike. I can feel I it. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I hope so. We're gonna get there. 
we're gonna get there uh but thanks for watching everyone thanks for uh tuning in for this one we will see you next week back with a brand new deck tech we'll see you then bye, bye. Thanks for watching. If you love what we're doing, consider supporting the show by going to patreon.com slash commandersbrew. And if you want to get any of the cards from our deck list, go to our TCG player affiliate link below. That helps us out too. And for a free way to help us out, consider sharing the show with some friends. Like and subscribe, add a comment or two. See you later. Bye.